morning, baseball fans, BW's one sports fans, and everybody else who it's tuning is tuning in this morning. It's been a while for all three of us, so how's everybody doing this morning? Oh man, been up since six thirty, doing a Sunday brisket cookout tomorrow, so plenty of propane and electricity being used in my house right now. <laughs> As the uh, other source, Stu Finder, would say, ready to roll. Oh Jesus. I've had a interesting last, I don't know, nine days, ten days. I've been on vacation at the races for the last several days, so been kind of fun. So, well, only kind, only kind of. Yeah, if it's only kind of. <laughs> then what's the point of going? Uh, I'll probably get into that a little bit on Tuesday. Um, well, happy July Fourth, happy Independence Day. I can't even talk this morning. Happy Independence Day, happy birthday, America. Uh, I know it's tomorrow, but everybody wear your red, white, and blue. Enjoy your cookout. Celebrate. Drink responsibly. Yeah, celebrate. Watch some baseball. Watch the hot dog eating contest tomorrow, too. Oh, uh, what, what are the odds on the hot dog eating contest? I mean, I what know. goes better with baseballs than hot dogs? Like, let's. Apple pie and Chevrolets? Yeah, not Chevy. We're a Ford guy. <laughs> this would Bill, be a perfect Bill time to have Ford an... tough. This would be a perfect time to have an alcohol sponsor to plug. Yeah. Damn, Thank you, Dan, Dan, Yinling, Yinling <laughs> Lager, America's oldest brewery. I mean, I've been All drinking right, a lot. Make it happen. I've been drinking a lot of Bush Light, guys, so there's... there's Bush Light Apple issue. on its last appearance ever. Get yours now before it's I got gone. a case of that for today, so I, I've been drinking a lot of the Bush Light for the Farmers cans. Oh, the John Deere can? Yeah, because they're pretty cool. Well, let's screams get... America more than John Deere, baseball, and bush yeah you ain't lying what is my puppy dog going back here oh he's shooting something okay well well let's get right into it here big 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 topic big topic mv3 bright east harper the mvp defending mvp of uh baseball national league out indefinitely with a broken thumb took a pitch off the hand you could tell that uh the pitcher was not doing it intentional. He was apologizing as much as he could. Bryce was like, oh, it's okay. Had surgery out indefinitely. They're projecting end of August, beginning of September for his return. And that is a huge loss because he was on pace for another potential MVP run this year. Yeah, it's definitely a big loss for them. But uh, backtracking to Nathan, it looks like Joey Chestnut is a minus 3,000 favorite. So there you go. Um, yeah, Harper being out, I mean, it, really screws over the Phillies lineup. Uh, he was on pace for another, you know, historic season almost. If you could say, I think he was only a certain number home runs away from, uh, what was it, maybe two or th- – I can't remember. But he was close to – he was like nine home runs away from a major home run mark. He was hitting over 300 by the time he got hurt. And the Phillies were finally starting to heat up because they're at the point now that for them it's about – winning series as opposed to, you know, sweeping series. So just win the series and you lose your best bat in the league. Arguably the entire, entire uh, American League, National League. Sorry, my coffee's wearing off already. John, shut me up. Let's go. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a big blow. Um, give the Phillies credit. They have have not tanked since it happened. I mean, they haven't quite um, continued the, the crazy streak they had through the whole month of June. Um, and I think it's good to see Rob Tom um, trying different things, right? I feel like if this happened under Girardi, he would just stay the course and keep trying to throw out the same 
mediocre outfielders out there. Exactly, right? So uh, Rob Tom's bringing guys up. Derek Hall has been a pretty nice little spark there. You know, that's the kind of thing you do. You know, if you're trying to, you know, if you're at eight weeks, you got to try and find something, then try anything, you know. Um, And I think it's a low-risk, high-reward type scenario where, you know, these these young guys who Rob Tom's been high on from the beginning, they're going to, you know, play a pretty big part I think if the Phillies are going to um, fill the void that obviously is huge um, for missing Harper. Yeah. And right now the MVP odds top 10 for the national league is Mookie Betts. And he just got hurt. I saw. Um, so almost Machado, the top bet of the well, MVP Mach- is cursed. Yeah. Um, Machado, Goldschmidt, Alonzo Harper still in the top 10. Arenado mm-hmm. who just had a cycle against the Phillies, Freddie Freeman, which we'll get into a topic on that here in a little bit, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, and Ronald Acuna Jr. So, so just to touch on Harper a little bit, wasn't he like the third, second or third most getting vote-getter for the All-Star game at the time of the injury? Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. – I mean, he's already having arguably one of the best seasons he's, that he's ever had, and he was fighting off that injury where they said he would probably need Tommy John surgery if he would have I mean, done it right then and there. It'll be so. interesting to see with the elbow, too, if he's going to be sidetracked longer, if he's going to be out for the season with the thumb, you might as well get the Tommy John and, you know, you can always DH with it. That's scary, man. Well, well I mean, he, he's, he's been in the league, what, 10 years now? He's never had a major arm injury. He was a catcher um, coming up. And then they flipped into the outfield. He's always had a cannon. It's just a matter of time before arms start to go. Well, it's interesting, though, when you look at the odds that you have both um, – if Freddie Freeman in there and Trey Turner from the Dodgers, both at plus 2,500 right now to win MVP, which is kind of surprising because Trey Turner – there's talks that Trey Turner is on the trade block for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. And, and actually – and one of the trade and destinations. And the Phillies. Yeah. And, yeah and that's the offseason, the yeah. So the, – the, the package to get a Trey Turner deal done is going to be – so not worth it for only a half year rental. It's not going to be worth it. So let's go with this, and I'll start over here with John. Um, with Harper's injury, let's let's factor out now. He'll probably that's going to take him out of the MVP run for the most part. If you had to say that anybody was better than him right now in the league, who do you think would be the top runner? Based on the names I listed off, who do you think is the favorite now to win the MVP with Harper being out? That's a tough one. I mean, just coming off of seeing Arenado play against the Phillies last couple of days, um, <clears throat> sure the bat he's had, you know, the two home runs he had one night and then he had the cycle. So, I mean, he's kind of hard to, to go against, but um, I don't know. That's, that's probably who I'd go with at this point. Tim, how about you? I mean, out of those, I've got a dark horse choice too that you, I know Trace, you want to consider, but uh, I, my bet, my money would be on Goldschmidt. And then, if you want to dark horse it, if Kyle Schwarber can put up another monster month, <laughs> I, mean, I knew that was you were going to say that. I knew that was coming. Um, Listen, man, he had he's last year he was the June Player of the Month. This year he's the June Player of the Month. If he keeps you know hitting ten home runs a month, which is that's not even a, that's not even a guarantee. No, it's not. Um, I mean, that's why I said long shot. I mean, right now, my favorite, because he gets activated, he's supposed to be activated today, is Mookie Betts. It's going to be, it's really hard to say that Mookie isn't up there. You know, he won the MVP in 18 with the Red Sox. 
He's, I think, yeah, he's leading with the 302 for the outfielders, batting 302 for the outfielders for the Dodgers. 16 home runs, 39 RBIs, and a league-leading 52 runs scored. Six steals and seven attempts. So he's having a a really good year so far for the Dodgers, if he can stay healthy. The fact that we listed off all of those good numbers and all of a sudden, yeah, he's uh, stolen six bases. I mean, that's pretty pathetic. I mean, it's I like I like the old school game. I like stealing bases. I like, you know, that game within the game type of thing. So six of seven, yeah, great percentage. But, you know, I want to see 20 stolen bags by the All-Star break. Yeah, well, and then we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit because it's going to lead into our next topic. You know, the AL MVP odds, Aaron Judge currently leads. He is an absolute freak right now. Shohei Otani, second, Trout, third, Jose Ramirez, fourth, Vladdy Jr. is fifth, and then it's Buxton, Alvarez, Rafael Devers, Wander Franco, and Lewis Robert. And the reason why I said this is a good way to lead off because the next topic is the historic month of June that we just had across baseball, and Shohei Otani has rallied himself up to be one of the favorites for the AL MVP based on what he just did. In the month of June, if he can, if he can sustain that alone, that, I mean, this guy's impressive right now. I'm just, I'm just going to put it that way. He, that guy is really impressive. I mean, yeah. especially when you're hitting 460 foot moon shots, exiting the bat at like 112 miles an hour. Um, I don't know if you saw that highlight, but just the sound off of that bat is something else. And you can always tell with the ones who are special, just the ball sounds different off the bat. There's just a certain distinct sound. If you listen to that home run, you're going you're gonna to hear it. I mean, he just hit a uh, home run in the second deck versus the Astros yesterday, I believe it was. So, And, and as much as uh, it's kind of surprising to say, it feels like he's had kind of like a sneaky good year, right? I don't know. I feel like he hasn't been – I mean, Aaron well, Judge is just being a, a freak and – you can't not hear about it constantly, but Otani, for as much name recognition as he has, he's it's kind of gone a little under the radar, I guess. Well, it's also the fact too that him and Mike Trout, the best one A and one B player in all of baseball, are on one of the you know most mediocre teams. Yeah, that's currently in the league. So that's got that's something to think of too. There, like yeah, Shohei Otani's doing great, but you know there's st- I think they're under five hundred. So in the month of June, right here, I'll look it up. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, in the month of June, Otani batted 298, six home runs, six doubles, 17 RBIs in 26 games. They are 37 and 43. He went four and one with a 152 ERA and 38 strikeouts and 29 and two thirds innings and five starts. He also extended his scoreless streak to 21 and two third innings. And his last start on Thursday against the White Sox. So, Otani's having a really had a really good month. Kyle Schwarber, I know Tim is in love with this. The fact that Kyle Schwarber hit 12 home runs and the entire Detroit Tigers hit 12 home runs for the month. Jordan Alvarez was named the American League Player of the Month. He was he had an incredible. He's Kyle Schwarber with a higher average. 418 batting average, nine home runs, 28 RBIs, 13 walks, and 13 strikeouts. He is second in baseball in home runs, fifth in RBIs, and first in slugging percentage. You want to talk so, about a potential AL MVP? That's that's a guy right there, too, to keep an eye on yeah. if he keeps it up. We've seen a couple cycles hit. I believe we had a no-hitter in the month of June. Overall, this year, 
the month of June has been one of the most historic months in baseball history. So, boys, what what I know we've watched a lot of baseball this month with the Phillies and their hot streak that they went on with Rob Tom. We've seen a lot of baseball across the board in the month of June. So, what do you think of this pretty much historic month that we've had in baseball? I mean, uh, former Phillies great manager Charlie Manuel once said it's hitting season or it's hitting weather. And, you know, we got it in June. Uh, it, it was quite incredible. And uh, the one game or the one time we didn't do a podcast, I was down in Philadelphia, and that was the Bryce Harper Grand Slam tie late and then the Stott walk-off home run, which was one of the coolest things I had seen in a game lately. But something about June, something about when it starts to get warmer out, the baseballs start to fly a little bit more. And we finally approached hitting season, and maybe July does the same thing. Maybe we see some more great moments, but we ain't going to forget June for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to not look at it from a homer lens, right? Like Tim, you know, went to the Phillies, and of course, that's kind of the the top story as far as I'm concerned. And, and my fandom has been the the tear that they went on in that month. You know, when Girardi got let go, you figure, all right, you're always going to have a week or two where things change and it's new and there's a bit of a spark lit under everybody. But that momentum's carried on longer than I thought it would, and I probably just jinxed it by saying that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, it, it, they're playing to expectations now, right? Or getting there. Um, and so I guess it shouldn't be that surprising, um, but it's hard for me to have 100% faith just having been a fan for so long. And then going off of the uh, part of June here, I believe, Trace, you brought up cycles. Like, yeah, I had to even look. Like, I can only remember, like, one or two. There were three. Three yeah. in June alone. You had Eduardo Escobar, you had Jared Walsh, and then your most mm-hmm. recent one for June, not count, or last one in June, I said, Shay, should say, holy crap. Uh, it's Austin Hayes. I have not had a beer yet. This is not vodka. This is water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had in the month of June, we had the combined no hitter from the Houston Astros against the Yankees. That was the yeah, first so time. They- tell me how freaking, um, Naris can have a sub two ERA and we've, yeah. dem- and Philly demoted him like four times to try to figure it out. And all it had to do was go to cheater town, USA. <laughs> Well, I'm just so just in general, it, that was the first time I talked about it on the show. I, I believe I talked about it on the show with uh, when Hollywood was on. That was the first time the Yankees were no hits since it's like 64 years, and that was by the Houston Astros then too. So in general, the month of June has had some really really big moments in general, uh, like the no hitters, the 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 run that the the Braves and the Phillies made it. I, I want to talk about that for a second, because if you go and look right now at the MLB standings, because of the run that the Braves and the Phillies made and the struggle that the Mets have, the Braves are now two and a half games back in the NL East and the Phillies are seven and a half games back in the NL East. I mean, the only Both team- were sub 500 at the time and they have absolutely went on a tear and are now back. The- I think back in the division race. Yeah. The and- Braves took off. That's for sure. John, sorry to cut you off. That's all right. And, you know, I, I, it feels like the Mets are imploding, especially if you listen to Frank the Tank at, at all. But, I mean, they haven't played great, but they haven't really, you know, played terrible. It's just the Braves and the Phillies just don't lose. The Braves even more so than the Phillies. The Braves just are the hottest team probably right now. I'd One say. of, they're, yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, 
you could argue the the three hottest teams at least in June could have been the Yankees, the Braves, and Philly. Yeah, you could have I had an th- argument. I could throw in a fourth and say the Houston Astros too. I mean the Astros. Yeah. I said at the beginning of the year, as much as we hate the Astros, and it's hard to say anything good about them, they are absolutely one of the best teams in baseball. They're probably and, the only team in the American League that right now could compete one-on-one in a seven-game series with the Yankees. And I like Dusty Baker as a manager, too. Like, dude, just seems like a generally good guy. So. Yeah, they're cheaters. So, I mean, well, any, they are, anything, but... anything they do to me is tainted, period. Including so. the combined no-hitter. Absolutely. With... Naris, the somehow redeemed sinker ball or split baller. Oh, Dan, never. with the uh, Dan giving us a have a wonderful holiday weekend. Baseball on July fourth. Thanks for uh, checking in there a little bit there, Dan. Hope you have a nice Fourth of July as yes, well. Yes, sir. Enjoy I wish yourself. we could. Uh, wish we could. And if we're gonna fade out here at the end, I want to fade out to Team America, World Police, uh, America. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, we'll probably get Team America. Boop, yeah. This is a family show, Tim. America. Yeah. Coming um, again to save the day. Yeah. So, since we were kind of talking America. about the historic June, let's talk about some. This is going to be a, a big topic. And I know, Tim, you asked John and I about this, and I'm sure John and I can take the way on this one. I read up on a little bit of it, but it's. Uh... Freddie Freeman, for those that don't know, and the offseason went to the L.A. Dodgers after playing his entire career in Atlanta, getting a World Series. Comes to Atlanta with, in the Dodgers series, gets his ring, and finds out that the Braves wanted him back and that his uh, agent group that he was with didn't, neg- didn't talk to him about it, basically took it in their own hands and said, we're going to take you where the money is instead of sending you back home where you belong. Hence why the Braves went after Matt Olson, and all this comes out. Freddie Freeman fires his agents, rightfully so, now, and is now self-represented. So yeah, it came out when Freddie was in Atlanta too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he found out when he came essentially home for the World Series ring. Welcome home, welcome home. By the way, your agent screwed you. Thanks. Bob. So I feel like Freddie Freeman got screwed in this ordeal. I know a lot of people that are Braves fans that wanted him back. They were disappointed to see him leave. And now the understanding is why he left. It's not his fault. I always thought Freddie Freeman was going to be an Atlanta Brave till he retired. We've talked about this on the show where, you know, them getting Matt Olson wasn't a bad thing for them. It's a younger Freddie Freeman. But, but it, as it's, it sucks to say this, cause you know, we're representing the Phillies today. I feel really bad for Braves fans. I feel really bad for Freddie Freeman. I would have loved to see him stay in, in Atlanta. It's it's like he's like for us Chase Utley when Chase Utley left because yeah. uh, the Phillies wanted him to see better or Jimmy Rollins or whoever else that has been loyal to the franchise. It's just it's a shame to see a guy who is that loyal go under those circumstances. And. Now that you bring up two Utley and Rollins and shipping them off to, you know, go win a title, teams in the NL East love shipping guys off to the Dodgers, it seems like, at least with those three. I don't know. But, um, yeah, if, if I have my agent and, you know, I want to stay in the land of the entire entirety of my career, and even as Philly fans, we all assumed that that was going to happen because you just don't see it anymore. <clears throat> Players go chase the money. And here you had an instance of the guy wanting to be loyal 
to the team that drafted him, wanted to be loyal to the organization. And then you have an agent come in, and what was it? He didn't share the final proposed deal or something? Yes, yeah. supposedly. That's what that's what the reports are, yeah. Yeah, so your agent knowingly withholds and, – and I guess it's not been made public what that deal was. Yeah, I don't think they actually have come out and said anything as what the final numbers were. But it just sounds like, though, that he wanted to stay loyal to the franchise. And, I mean, do you blame him, though? I mean, Freddie Freeman wanting to stay loyal to a franchise. Look at Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones stayed loyal to the Braves. It sucks to say, that, like, as, as Phillies fans, but Atlanta's a good organization. They yeah, take they care are. of their players. They take care of their fans. They, they win. They win. I mean, they don't always win, but they're consistently in the battles for divisions and – playoffs and everything like that so it's not really a franchise that you would typically want to see a player leave from so when he left it was kind of shocking but now i understand why and i feel for him i hope in some way he can find his way back to atlanta and retire as a brave well this deal with the dodgers is what five years right yep so there's a chance but uh what else was with this so the agent just withheld the fund. Is that it, or do we know anything else at this time? Or yeah, so John, it sounds want to talk about that. Yeah, it sounds like it's a little bit of like inside baseball, and you know, there's like murmurs that I've seen from people's responses that this might not be all too uncommon. Um, but the fact that it's come out publicly is um, the the agent seemingly had some type of ulterior motive to get him to L.A. I don't know what the motive would have been, but uh, it seems to be the case. Um, but yeah, I mean, you figure that the agents should maybe not be allowed to represent anybody if they're doing stuff like that. You know, it, it kind of crosses a, a line, like a, a really defined Ethical. black and white line of ethics, right? So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd be livid if I was Freddie, absolutely. Um, and I feel like just getting fired is not enough of a punishment for something that seems to be so egregious. Who else um, is represented by the same guy? I don't know. Is it is it Excel Sports something? I think yeah, it was X, Excel Sports Group or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just I don't know. Like I said, I I've kind of I do feel for him though because like the guy wanted to stay loyal. So it's how do you, as an agent, to a guy who is that talented, who's that good of a baseball player, how do you not negotiate with him? I understand. It was during the lockout. I understand all that, but like, how do you not at least talk to him and be like, "Hey, you know, Atlanta wants you back." Like, why? Why would you withhold that? I, I just it baffles me. I don't understand that. Um, I hope other te- I hope other players who have this uh, agent group decide realizes what kind of group they are, and there's like, well, guess what? I'm not. I don't want you representing me. I want to stay where I'm at. I hope more players see that. I hope this is a. a big eye-opener across the board for all of sports. Don't let your agents determine where you should go. Go to where you want to go. So What's also tricky with this up. stuff is, um, oh, is we're, all, we're getting secondhand like hearsay, right? So right. from what we know, it seems really messed up, but we're only getting like one side of the story and what's being put out there like specifically to be reported uh, by somebody who I'm sure has a motive of their own. So I don't know. It's, it's always tricky with these kind of things. So I'm looking up uh, if we if it is Excel Sports that had Freeman. Um, I just could Google searched it real quick and Excel Sports Management under baseball. They've got a banner of you know certain players that they've I'm assuming is under contract with them. 
and it looks like they've got Bumgarner, Hayward, uh, Schwarber, and uh, and they show Derek Jeter too, and uh, George Springer. They've so, all gotten they've all gotten paid under these guys too. So it's a if you're looking to get paid, it looks like they might be a good group to join. But if you are looking to be loyal, if you're looking to get paid, you go to Scott Boris. Well, not even just that, but I'm just saying Excel in general is getting all their clients paid. I mean, Boris is a freaking himself. So, yeah. Boris right. gets everybody paid. I want I want to sign Scott Boris, but you know I have no resale value. So you know. So. Next, oh, you're good. Next topic is actually kind of it's. I'd say it's a feel good story, but it's kind of like uh, we hate to see it because of who it is. Max Scherzer making yeah. a rehab stint down in the minor leagues with the through the Mets organization, and what an outstanding teammate he is down there. A seven thousand dollar locker room. Luncheon, dinner, spread. spread, whatever you want to call it, for the, I guess, possibly one rehab stint that he does with the Rumble Ponies. <laughs> Just to see that, a, a potential Hall of Fame pitcher, I want to see that Rumble Ponies jersey hung up in Cooperstown. Yeah. Rumble Ponies. Uh, so just reading up on here, it says on Wednesday, the Rumble Ponies 8-3 victory in Connecticut over the Hartford Yard Goats. Scherzer went above and beyond, according to those familiar. Scherzer, who has earned more than $250 million in his career, shot out big cash for a locker room feast that included bone-in ribeye, filet mignon, and lobster, whereas a normal post-game dinner would be limited to one folding table. Chateau Scherzer was a 3-4 to four folding table situation. The approximate dollar figure tossed around the clubhouse was upward of $7,000. I'm going to give a lot of credit here to Max Scherzer because that is an awesome thing to do, especially with the lack of pay that the minor leagues make. And it just goes to show you that he actually does kind of care about more than just himself. I mean, obviously he went to the Mets, got paid. He's gotten paid his entire career. But the fact that he gave back to the team like that is, is a pretty – pretty cool uh story and it's what you kind of like to why you kind of like baseball in a way oh yeah I and mean, it's always kind of tradition not tradition but um i guess how it goes i can't think of the word for it right now but almost expected in a way of when the major leaguer makes the rehab assignment that he always treats the minor league guys mm-hmm. uh i can remember a couple years ago or not a couple it's gonna be a while ago when like dimitri young was with the nationals and he was rehabbing in harrisburg he always took those guys out for dinner. Uh, Pudge, I think, did a few things too while he was down on rehab. Uh, but nothing quite like a $7,000 spread of filet mignon lobster and bone-in ribeye. Um, I, I, I'd be saying, give me three ribeyes and a side of filet. Give me all the meat. He's not wrong. Arby's doesn't have the beet meat. Apparently, Max Scherzer does. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to me, like, so not taking anything away from it what i what's nice to see though is the fact that like uh scherzer all the all the talk that you've ever heard of scherzer over the years and it goes to show you what kind of good teammate he actually is in baseball makes you wonder what it'd be like to uh if he would have came to the phillies would he would have done the same thing you know for uh i, I, I don't know hope. if the phillies could afford 50 million dollars <laughs> a year for three years on one pitcher 
Well, I guess it'd be wrong for me not to bring this up because I just saw it in this story because I was reading this a little bit. He might be the happiest vet because what day was it two days ago, guys? Uh, Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, yeah. Bobby Bonilla Day. The greatest retirement plan in baseball is You're Bobby welcome Bonilla. for that catchphrase. Can I, can I share a little anecdotal story with you guys about that? Yeah. Uh, so because of my background, I have a little bit of like – Yes, advise us. I heard this story. Uh, It's funny, though. So apparently the Mets, when they had the contract negotiations with Bobby Bonilla, uh, it's it's a deferred comp, as you guys know, right? The the 1.3 a year, whatever it is, for for 30 years. But they took the money that they had in escrow or earmarked, I guess, for that contract and expected that they were going to invest it and make the money off of that to pay this contract. Right. So, you know, they keep the principal and they earn enough to pay these annual payments and they still have the money after whatever time period they invested that money with Bernie Madoff. <laughs> oh no. Oh, man. So yeah. That, that, that's going to met. Oh my God. You know, Stephen Cohen could really pay like the rest of Benia's contract right now with no problems, but I think they just enjoy the fact that like he gets a whole day out of this. But can you imagine? I I, I think the contract stipulates that he has to do it this way, unless Benia would agree to something otherwise, but I don't think the Mets could just buy him out. I I would, I mean, I I don't know the specifics of the deal, but I think Benia could legitimately take all the money right now if he really wanted to. I'd, I'd keep the payments rolling in. You you can't yeah. you can't tell me though that that's not one of the best July Fourth parties oh, every year. It's got to be amazing. <laughs> I mean, just just imagine if you're about to get cut trade. I forget if he was about to get cut or DFA'd, and instead of just you know getting a blank check for however many hundred thousand dollars it would be, you know, let's let's hold off on that and let this compound a little bit of interest. And somewhere in the Mets' mind, they said, you know what? That sounds grand. Oh my God! To be Bobby, you know we were talking about agents and stuff. How about his agent doing? Yeah, being able to yeah. pull that off. Who, who was Bobby? I'm looking that up. If it's oh a my sell, God. I'm gonna laugh, dude. That I mean, that had a bit. I don't know if you want to say that was a smart move, but that's a like a, a real smart move on Bobby Benia's part. Dennis Gilbert orchestrated the contract payout for the third baseman that will pay him 1.2 every year from 2011 to 2035. He was originally owed $5.9 million from the Mets in 2020, but the New Hill pays him over $1 million annually plus an additional 8% interest. So apparently, though... Um, he turned $5 million. <laughs> so Bobby Benia is not the only one. It's just the one that gets talked about the most. Manny Ramirez is currently on a 16-year, $32 million deferment contract with the Red Sox. He will be paid until Chris 2025. Like Ken Griffey Jr. all the way until 2024 with... The Reds, he receives $3.59 million. And Todd Helton, or Todd Helton will get $1.3 million from the Rockies I mean, annually a, until 2023. It's a great retirement plan. I mean, you're guaranteeing yourself money it's a, it's a years after you retire. Yeah, it's it's a it, well, it's probably better than the pension MLB gives out. Well, yeah. He, he uh, by the time he turned, when he turns 72, he will receive a net payment of about 30 million dollars but speaking of Stephen cohen you know i said about he uh could write the check he, he, yeah he could write a check he tweeted out on july 1st i hope everybody is enjoying my favorite day of the year bobby bonilla day it says Stephen cohen a hedge fund manager and current new york mets owner seems to be in on the hype for bobby bonilla day so i mean it, it's just a 
interesting little footnote in baseball history. July 1st, the unofficial holiday known as Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah. Oh, Scherzer is set to receive a total of $105 million in deferred payments from yeah, the Nationals from... through the year 2028. He will get $15 million annually from the Nationals for tw- for seven years. Yeah, plus the 45 he's being paid by the Mets. So, yeah, so. that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Like, where, did, where did we go wrong in life where we couldn't throw 95-mile-per-hour fastballs and devastating sliders? Where, where did we go wrong that we couldn't retire in 1999 and still make a million dollars a year? Well, I was, wasn't really old enough to retire. Never, Heck, I'll never be able to retire now, so, you know. I'd just be happy to retire 30 years down the road. Well, since we were talking a little bit about injuries with uh, Bryce Harper, we've had some prospects for the Phillies finally make their debut in um, – sorry, my phone's going nuts. Um, a couple of Phillies made their debut. Derek Call, two games, three home runs, had three at-bats. Not a bad debut. Uh, Appel made his debut at like what 30 years old. It's been a while since he's been drafted, so he finally got called up. That's a great story, right there, in mm-hmm. and of itself. Um, and then we had O'Neill Cruz make the get called up from the Indians to the Pirates, and he just got clocked running around the bases at 34.5 miles per hour, which is quicker. Then NFL's Tyreek Hill. So some big, big call-ups this year. In the month and Cruz is the size of Aaron Judge. Yeah, Cruz is like six, six, five, seven, six, seven, two. And he throws the ball from shortstop almost 100 miles an hour to first. Yeah, it's one of the quickest uh, throws from shortstop to first base in baseball history. So... What's your guys' opinion? I mean, I know you guys, John, kind of talked about in our group chat with Derek Hall. Um, so what do you guys think? All these prospects that are now finally playing up in the major leagues and making their debuts and how they're doing so far. I've been talking first for a while, so John, go ahead. All right. <laughs> I was waiting for you. But, yeah, I mean, I think um, the feel-good story is the Appel story. You know, he retired, left baseball, came back, grinded his way um, up through the um, minors, you know, and, and would have been, I think he would have been, what, the third number one overall pick that didn't make the majors? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think there's only two others. Uh, I, I can't think of the names off the top of my head. So that's a really good story. Yeah, one's um, from like the 60s, another one's from like the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hall is is looking, you know, obviously a very, very small sample size. Looks pretty good. And uh, the Phillies can always use a, uh, a nice more another bat, right? And some of the other guys are cold. Like Castellanos is just ice cold right now. Um, and, you know, Cruz is a, is a stud. He seems like he's a freaking beast, man. So they're all exciting, if you ask me. Uh, I was going to say, it hasn't been – well, he wasn't called up recently, but Julio Rodriguez is just destroying everything in Seattle right now, playing up to what they thought – he would be being back-to-back rookie of the month. Um, looking at the list here, we had Adley Rutschman finally get called up by the Orioles, and um, he's finally starting to find his place. He's starting to swing it a little bit better, I believe. Had his first home run a few weeks ago. Uh, taking a look here just off of the MLB Top 100 list, 
uh, seeing who else has come up. I mean, you had O'Neill Cruz there. Riley Green made his debut. I don't know quite how he's doing right now. Well, Riley Green started out the year, I believe, on the Major League roster, didn't he? Uh, no, that was Tor- uh, Torkelson. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Because it was Hunter Green that started out with the Reds. Yes, Hunter Green started with the Reds. And, you know, he was, he's was he been pretty good, too. Let's not forget that they had that losing no-hitter. The no hitter, which he pitched, he pitched the first seven innings of that game. Like, I mean, considering that's the only good thing that's happened to the Reds this year, kudos to them, I guess. Yeah, congratulations, I guess. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Hunter Green's going to be something special. So, I mean, he proved it right there. Hey, Um, hey, you know what? Real quick, though, good news to the our Reds fans that watched Dan and Sean. Uh, You guys aren't last in the in the league, so congratulations. Um, you're making progress. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, t- taking a look here, just the other list to see who guys who have been called up real quick. Uh, I mean, Shane you can even, Baz. But, but you can go look at even the list from 2021 and look at some of the guys that have come up from there. I mean, Bobby Witt Jr. still having a pretty decent season so far. He, he's it. turning it around, too. Called yep. it. Yeah, yep. but Julio Rodriguez, I mean, Torkel, I don't even how I know Torkelson isn't doing too good. But whoever picked Julio Rodriguez is definitely winning that bet right now. Um, I mean, Bryson Stott, hit or miss right now. I think uh, he's going to find a way to come around. But you go look at some of these other, like pr- the prospect list from way back and look at how some of these guys are yeah, doing now. Torkelson right now is hitting uh, 193, so not looking good for me. Wander Franco's having a really stellar year in Tampa. It's, you know, he got called up in 2020. Um, he was the number one prospect in the year 2020, and he's just having a phenomenal, phenomenal year with the Tampa Bay Rays. So, and you can even, I think, I think Adley's going to, I think Adley's going to be a, a tough catcher for the future. Um, oh, he's, he's going to, he's going to be, he's, it's Matt Wieters 2.0 minus yeah. the switch hitting. Yeah. Is what they're expecting of him, which is a tall task be sure and then we can look here at another guy that i personally think I th- he's been flying under the radar uh, but he gets a lot of, talked about him as jazz chisholm in miami uh isn't he like the s- top second base vote getter yeah for the all-star game yeah yep. yeah he's hitting like 250 that uh, it's it's just insane on how good he actually is i mean yeah he's he's a personality though which is nice nice to see Especially for a Miami team that needs yeah. a little bit of spark. But looking at looking through the list here, guys that are potential to come back to be called up here: Grayson Rodriguez for the Orioles. He's a relief pitcher or right-handed pitcher. The Red Sox first baseman of Tristan Cassis, and there's a few other guys. It looks like the Orioles have a bunch of guys that look like they could potentially be call ups before the season's over because their season is pretty well over. Over. So. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about it. With, we'll talk about it with the Phillies because we know more about them. Uh, we talked about it in our group chat there. What – I mean, I know, John, you're really big on Derek Hall and you're excited for him and how he started. But do you think that this – that he can sustain this and do you think he stays around when Harper comes back or is this just a uh, – you know what? I'm going to enjoy the moment and I'm going to do what I can until – my time yeah, is up. I'd lean towards that. I hate to say it. Um, 
the Phillies are pretty good at finding guys who can be a flash in the pan for a short period of time, um, but it's a lot harder to sustain it, right? Uh, he's 26, so he's not young but not old. Um, and I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, where does he fit in on the roster? Like when Harper's back, I mean, is there a spot for him? Probably there. You know, they can they can usually find a spot for him. He um, supposedly plays a better first base than Reese, defensively at least. So interesting. But um. Yeah, not to cut you off there, John, but uh, uh, Hall's Hall's going to be something to watch. But go ahead and finish what you were saying because we're going to defer. Well, I was going to, I was going to fits in the future plans. I'm just kind of spitballing <laughs> now, but I mean, my biggest concern, I think, with the Phillies looking long term is like JT okay, man. Here. The JT has just been like just unimpressive, and he's on a monster deal that's just starting. Do we think he's just having some yips, or do you think he's his uh, swings a lot slower? You know, um, he's made a couple of errant throws. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hold you. I'm going to stop you there for a second, because JT is still one of the best behind the plate calling catchers in the game. And that's what they brought him in for is they, they, they paid him like a great all around player. I don't just I don't disagree. I mean, I'm just saying like in general, JT himself is one of the best. Call it uh, behind the plate, calling catchers in baseball, and it was he's like exactly he was like chooch. It's hard to want to get rid of that of that guy. Like, look at the combinations that you have in baseball over the years of pitchers and catchers. I mean, you can go look at when the Yankees had um, Posada behind the the plate. Every every pitcher was like phenomenal behind or throwing with him behind the plate. It's a huge difference in the game. We looked at it even when the Phillies had Andrew Knapp behind the plate. Like Andrew Knapp called a completely different game, and it was a struggle to watch him as a catcher. So to get you back on your topic here, I'll, I'll finish with this. Like it's JT's his swing. It's it's it is what it is. But you're he's there because he's one of the best catchers in the game. Like that's yeah, but, that's but it. I, I get it, and I understand JT's he still has also, that value. He's also a rare specimen where he is a good hitting catcher. Most. It's either the catchers, either you're good defensively, you're good calling the game, or you're good offensively. The absolute rarities are uh, Salvador Perez in Kansas City. He can do anything that he wants at any given time. And JT. And when they start to slip just a little bit, I think we start creeping into, you know, is this it? Is this it? When he's still at a higher level in terms of the average sample out of that position. Now, if he was like a third baseman putting up these numbers, yeah, I'd be a little more concerned, but as a catcher. And they, but they pay them like a catcher that can do it all. I mean, he can still do it all. He's just not, he's He's just not not hitting 290. He's not doing well at the plate. I mean, it is what it is right now at the plate, but how many other guys have been struggling at the plate this year and, I get um, it. People getting slumps um, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, the guy who just hit eleven <laughs> home runs and and Castellanos has been cold too recently. Yeah. But I mean, he's enough though. They expect him to start. Bringing and listen, around. I I listen to people that are a lot smarter than I do in in a lot of ways. <laughs> a lot of people somebody... smarter than you do. <laughs> yes, yes, I bet you do. <laughs> uh, I, I listen to a lot of people who are smarter than I am. All right, and go. and in this case, um, it seems like they're all noticing a marked slowdown in JT swing and not like uh, somebody who's just having a cold streak, like somebody who's losing 
um, part of their game. And that's that's why I'm concerned. I'm now I could be listening to the wrong people, and it's a lot of post game stuff I watch and stuff like that. But I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Anytime anything goes bad, Ricky Bow is just gonna go go off the cliff. So, but yeah. going back to the topic here, um, I think with Hall. Uh, in AAA, he was hitting over 300 against righty. So his role right now is to DH against right-handed pitch. Yeah, I think he was like 117 against lefties or something. Yeah, like. it's yeah. not good. It's not <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he can hit home runs off of lefties. But he's he's obviously suited to be that one-dimensional, at least right now, that one-dimensional designated hitter against righties. Now, even when Harper comes back, you could theoretically, if Reese needs a day off, you could slide him at first base. With the DH, now in the National League, you actually have some options. But it's never a bad thing to have too many good hitters on your team. Your dad says it here. JT still runs well, too, which indicates he has not lost his physical abilities. Athletically, he can still play. So, um, Yeah. I mean, his knees aren't gone like um, Chooch's were towards yeah. the well, end. Yeah. Or... So, we were talking about their prospects a little bit here. And, I mean, I want to touch on it a little bit here. For sort of like a brief second, there's two guys in, in the Phillies farm system. Their top two guys, Andrew Painter and Mick Abel, who just both got up to high A uh, Jersey Shore from low A Clearwater to high A Jersey Shore. Seems like um, a devotion going from Clearwater to Jersey. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, but both are trending up. I think we could see Mick Abel over the next couple. I want. I would say maybe not this year, but maybe next year we'll start seeing him work his way up through the minor leagues. And I think he might in a circumstance emergency situation, get called up to the major leagues for a game or two, just for the sake of needing help at at whatever point, Uh, Andrew Painter, it's going to, he's the number one prospect. He's only 19. I think they're going to take some time with him. And then we also got guys like uh, Hans Kraus pitcher, um, Hans, we he had was, a taste of Hans. Up. Yeah, he, he was up. We for had a bit. taste of Hans. Uh, Griff McGarry, Francisco Morales, and one of the ones. I mean, he's up now, but if he can stay consistent, is Mickey Moniak. So didn't Griff th- just get promoted? What's that? Didn't Griff just get promoted? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So somebody wants to make a special guest appearance. Yeah, he does. He's uh he's he's being nosy. Every time I hear Mickey Moniac's name, I want to think. I want to cringe. Mickey Morandini. So Mickey Moniac. As as depleted as the farm system has been over the years, it's nice to see that that we still have some guys. I have a I have a comparison here. Has Mickey Moniac reached Dominic Brown stage yet? (laughs) He gets closer by the day, unfortunately. Remember, remember, Don Brown was an all star. Yeah, he was that an all star. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. we could have the, <laughs> we. I shouldn't say we. Philly could have traded him for Roy Halladay way before they had Cliff Lee. <laughs> Just remember that. The, See, the, even the dog is not a fan of uh, Don, Don Brown. Brown. I'm pretty sure I still have a Don Brown shirt laying around here somewhere. So since, you know, we, nice segue, uh, guys going into the minor leagues there, we got some a little bit of minor league updates. We got, for us locally, the Harrisburg Senators, 10 games below 500. Oof. Oh, stop. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not good right now. They are absolutely garbage. 
Um, but the Washington Nationals are garbage as well. So I doesn't both whole teams are garbage. Yeah. Doesn't really surprise me at all. You got I think it's just a weird little thing to throw in there. I always think it's weird when you see these like major league teams that are trash and their minor league teams play phenomenal. Well, yeah. it doesn't happen too often, but I mean, it's, it's a about Tampa Bay's minor league team for like a few years in a row won the uh, won the titles. Yeah, I mean, remember in the '90s too when uh, Montreal wasn't all that good, but yet the Senators won what was it, three, four championships in a row? Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't always translate the same. I mean, I get it. Like it's you know you have good players at certain positions. I don't know. It's it, it, it's not as simple as just like. It should they should both be good or both be bad, but yeah. I mean, the senator kind of interesting to me. The senators right now run differential is minus forty, so that's really how bad they are. <laughs> not, not good boys, not good. And, and the Reading Phillies are not any better. They are thirty three and forty one with a run differential of minus sixty three. Oof! Did you see yeah. the uh, the story that Lehigh Valley could lose the Iron Pigs? Yeah, I saw that. Um, if they don't upgrade the stadium, well, so well. Get in here to the International League of Triple A. Uh, the Indianapolis Indians are affiliate right. for us here. To thanks to Dan and everybody out in Indiana, they are currently sitting thirty-seven and thirty-eight, plus seven run differential. They are on a two-game losing streak right now. They've been playing pretty decent, even without having O'Neill Cruz there anymore, since he got called up to the big club. Um, but they're doing pretty good. And then the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, currently 42-35. and 35, Second in their division. T- well, tied for tied the for lead. First, yeah. Tied for first. But, you know, it's, I guess based on whatever, they're, I guess, run different or whatever. They're second, essentially. Um, so, Triple A teams right now are doing pretty decent across the board. Triple A itself is looking like a, a pretty good year this year for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to pay much attention to the uh, minor league stuff, so that's that's more on me. And I'm trying to load up here the standings for the Indians, but it's not really right now. Indians leaders, a batting their batting average leader is Jiwan Bay at 301. He has 51 runs scored. Mason Martin has 12 home runs, 45 RBIs, and Bay has 19 stolen bases. Pitching wise. Our f- former Philadelphia Philly leads in, yep, leads in wins and strikeouts. Five wins, 54 strikeouts. Is he on the 40 man yet? I, I don't Let's know. Let's take a look here. That's... Would be interesting if he was. Let's see here. Pittsburgh Pirates official site. Roster 40 man. Do, 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 He's having nope, a pretty good. He's not. He's having a pretty good year for Jared Eikhoff numbers. I, I mean, mean, how how old is he now? He is thirty-two. You better be good at thirty-two years old in AAA, and it's it's kind of like the Derek Hall thing where he's wasn't young, but he's not old. But when you're twenty-six and you're kind of floating between uh, double and AAA, like you know, it it's time to start doing something. Like seeing the guys, like if you're at a Senators game and. You're noticing the guy's like 27, 28, and he's finally going off in double A. It's like, well, yeah, you should because everybody else is like 20. I mean, Jared Eikhoff ranks up there as one of the greatest Phillies of all time with Roman Quinn, in my opinion. So, <laughs> Him, Papelbon, you know, all of them. 
<laughs> yeah, let's not talk about Jonathan Papabon on this podcast. I've, uh, I have not very nice things to say about that man. Well, so far, just so you know, Eikhoff for this year for the Indians is 5-3 and three with a 473 ERA. Seven games started, appeared in 14 games, and has 54 strikeouts with a whip of 1.09. So... There you go. Couldn't get a, we couldn't get those numbers when he was in Philly, could we? No. Well, we're all. Well, who are we talking about again? Yeah, you're right. Um, but no, so far the Indians are doing pretty decent. Uh, like I said, right now they are one game below 500 and fifth in their division, only eight and a half games back in the International League West. So. We'll see. It's a long, long way to go for for the minor leagues yet. I mean, in all of baseball in general, you're talking 77 games down in the minor leagues right now. And what are we at, 79 or 80 for baseball? Uh, sounds Almost about halfway. right. Almost halfway. So. Yeah, ever since the minor leagues uh, did all their stuff with the schedule where series go a week now and Monday's the off-travel day, like I – I haven't been. A, I haven't, I've lost track of everything. All right, let's see here. Let's check some of these comments here. Uh, your dad says that you had a Dom jersey at one point in your life. Congratulations! <laughs> it Dom, no, it was a Dominic Brown shirt. It was a ah, shirt, not a jersey. One of our uh, sponsors, What's Poppin' Corn Snacks, What's Poppin' Fellas. Make sure you, if you don't like them, check them out. Order some popcorn from them. Um, and then your dad said, what about the local kids, Montgomery from Redland and Morales from East Penn? I actually have not seen anything. I've from been that. trying to, I was looking, trying to look Morales up real quick. That's why I was a little, uh, I had to ask who we were talking about. I didn't mean that in a sarcastic way. I was quite literally looking. Yeah. I'm not um, really sure where they're at right now. Uh, if I'm we on gotta... reference, Morales is. Well, uh, Montgomery's, Benny Montgomery's in. Colorado Rocky system. Yeah. He's in the Rocky yeah, yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Morales went to, is going to Vanderbilt. Am I wrong? No, Morales is in, uh, he got drafted by Seattle. So right now, Benny Montgomery is in the rookie league for the Rockies. He's played in nine games, 18 at bats, five hits, three I've runs. Got, I've got Morales up here. The Morales right now is with the fantastically named Modesno nuts. In high A ball, uh, he is three and six with a five two nine ERA right now. He has uh, started fifteen games. He's pitched sixty eight innings, uh, given up eighty one hits, fifty three runs, only forty of them earned. Given up eight home runs. He's walked twenty eight. He struck out <laughs> seventy. He's only plunked four. Oh, see only. And Benny, Mon- uh, Benny Montgomery is with the ACL Rockies, the rookie league, and is not having too bad of a year right now. 278 batting average in five games. And I just looked up, if you're on baseball reference, Trace, you can click the high school and look at the list of, uh, I'm assuming they put all pro-, pro players in DB, and I'm assuming DB means database. Nice to see East Penn has only had two guys drafted. Redland has... A Greg Gross and Danny Schaefer. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, let's, we only have a few minutes left here. So I want to talk about this. I don't want to show the video. I don't want us to get in trouble for showing this video. Not like you can see anything, but last time I posted oh, yeah. the video, 
uh, Facebook didn't like it. So thank you, Zuckerberg, um, and your we rules. Got, we got we got zucked. Let's call it Meta now, Trace. Okay, Meta, whatever no, it is. It's, it's it's still Facebook, but the parent company is Meta. Okay, so well, Facebook, Instagram, and all of their subsidiaries are under the Meta name in the Metaverse. Don't forget WhatsApp. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. The absolute yeah. worst privacy uh, app out there, not called TikTok. So, the general manager of the giant single-A affiliate, Eugene Emeralds, oh, Alan yeah. Benavides, or however you say his name. I'm sorry for butchering it. No, you're not. Buenavides. What? Yeah, we'll go with that. Sung, take me out to the ball game the other night for them while receiving a prostate, a prostate exam in a suite at the stadium. I cannot make this up. I mean, we could. So, I, could, uh... I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, like, it, it's made, what? The, the, one, the one good thing that came in this maybe is a little bit of men's health awareness. Yeah, you know, get checked out. I mean, that's in all in a little bit of seriousness. <laughs> it is kind of a cool uh, uh, little byproduct of it, and I'm, I'm that's probably what the intention was. It's probably like a you know, something like that. I mean, he, but, he I'm surprised you probably don't hear like while he's singing, like the doctor, like, okay, you're gonna feel some pressure. Now, nah, I think that's uh, gonna cross a the line there with the uh. Doctor patient relationship. Yeah. I mean I we're know. already taking it to a new level here. We've had a lot of weird things happen over the years in the minor leagues. We've talked about them before on the show, but this probably tops the list now, to be honest with you. I mean uh, does, I that, that. does that quite top the uh, liposuction giveaway? Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh uh, or the world famous Harrisburg Senators July fourth hot dog eating contest. And cowboy monkeys. And Cowboy Monkeys. The Cowboy Monkeys was the most overrated thing I've ever seen in Cowboy my life. Cowboy Monkeys was the greatest thing I had seen in my life. How that was so it. overrated. But a bunch but of monkeys speech, riding. No. But the political and religious speech beforehand made it all worth it. Hey, he's not a Republican. He is not a Democrat. He is an American. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Alex that's... Jones could have said that. It would have fit in, in true form. <laughs> Alex Jones would have been out here talking about the frogs, Joe Rogan. Oh, here we go. Your dad said uh, he was singing out his ass. Oh, check out check the out family the newest, show. Check out my dad's newest comment. I can tell you a story about that. Real yeah, quick. hold on. He also said, as long as both hands aren't on his back during the exam, I mean, yeah. <laughs> or on his shoulders. <laughs> And then midget wrestling at the Senators. That was a fun night. That was I saw a midget beat another midget with a trash can. That sounds about right. It was it was great. Little great. people, Tim. Well, little people. Yeah. Listen, both the, the the opposing team, I can't remember who it was, but uh, they were walking out to the bus, which was state like parked right behind the ring. They stood up on the hill and watched the midgets beat each other up with trash cans. Little people, Tim. Little people. Oh, they. They called themselves midgets during the promo, so I'm going to call them midgets. You can't do that, Tim. Well, boys, cancel me. What uh, what do you got? What are your plans here for uh, rest of the weekend? Well, apparently, I'm about to get canceled if I said midget. So, John showing his patriotism. Um, low low key weekend with the family, I think. So, can't complain about that. I'm smoking some pork butt tomorrow. There you go. I got a I got a brisket going right now, and then I'm going to do burgers and dogs, Nathan's hot dogs on the Fourth of July. Can't go with anything else. That's what it's all about. I'm going to go to a friend's house tonight and 
ride the bus and have a good time. And what's the bus? Oh, it's a drunk card game. Oh, it's, it is fun. I tried to get it. I tried to get us to play it the one night at your house, but nobody or during the bachelor party, but nobody wanted to play it because they thought it was dumb. Um, but you literally will get hammered drunk on that one. Uh, that's all I need after having a week of drinking going are, on. Are, I just told everybody to drink responsibly, and here you are. You're yeah. gonna get absolutely blitzed. I said drink it absolutely blitzed. I just said it'll get you drunk. Well, drink responsibly. Don't drive. Plan your ride. All that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, I concur with Tim. And don't well, forget what we celebrate. America. The U.S. of A, baby. Oh, I already won the lottery. I was born in the U.S. of A. Oh, my God. Please end Anyways. this right now. Anyways. Before he starts playing Bruce Springsteen. No, Jeez. actually, I will absolutely not do that. He's going to play Lee Greenwood. Yes. Uh, see, I'm not yes. dumb. I would, but I'm or, not going to get us copyrighted. So, or what we should have done is Martina Kenny, McBride. Nope, Kenny Powers, baby. It's it's a oh, baseball yeah. show, Eastbound and Down. I am a real American. Absolutely, we Fight all should give rights. Okay, calm the, down there, Hulk Hogan. Um, Kenny me, Powers. So I'll be back Tuesday. Uh, I got to make sure my interview is set up, but we are interviewing a former NASCAR driver. Ooh. Who just wrote a book? Um, I'm not going to reveal the name here for those that are watching. I watch on Tuesdays. You'll find out. We'll have and that's what here. we call a teaser. It is. Uh, it should be pretty good. If not, you're going to get to hear me talk about my. Well, you're probably going to hear me talk about it anyways. My week of Pennsylvania Speed Week. It was really, really long and tiring and boring at some points. Um, that's what she said. Uh, I've been watching The Office again, John. So you know, Dude, the, the super fan <laughs> episode just came out again. Yeah, I gotta start watching that. Yeah, season five. Um, I think it's like twenty-seven episodes or something crazy. Check out the rest of our brands here. With uh, we got quantum physics. We got super kicking it with Steven. Uh, the Dukes of football are back. Check them out on Wednesdays. Combat Zone, State of Basketball. I'm sure they'll have a couple shows during free agency here. Check out our blog at bwsports1.com. From all of us here on Just a Bit Outside, BW Sports 1, Checkers and Records, and everybody, everybody else, have a safe and joyous Independence Day, and we will see you all again very soon. See ya. <laughs>